Today's sports journalist Josh Gallup along with to the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports newsroom with the guts to tell it how it is. Remember, yell Kick It Forward anywhere, tag us, and we'll share it with someone come in from Korea this week. Wow. This week on the pod, we're full of piss, fantasy punishments, and one of the coolest recent stories in Australian sport, Mac Hansen joins us to talk shit gags, Josh's brother, and rugby even a little bit as well. It's bloody good, Craig. As always, my reporters, Josh and Harry... Uh, Georgia and Harry beside me, rather. How you going, guys? We're not full of piss, guys. Come on. I'm full of we piss. We keep things sober when we're doing the podcast, don't we? Uh, oh, I was talking about urine. Oh, God. All the time, Georgia just thinks in his head 24-7. Jokes about piss. Guys. Piss is funny. Yeah. Well, over the weekend, I um, decided to visit the mighty University Football Club. They were oh. having a bit of a celebration for the late, great Neil Donaldson. Okay, so memorial round. And uh, it was heaving. Bam was going off. Good to be back down at the club. A couple of our, um, actually a few pod- podcast listeners down at the club. So hello to everyone down there. And uh, you know what? Shout out to all the amateur footy clubs who's putting on great events. Yeah. Yeah. You go, yeah, thank how, you. How did podcast listeners make themselves known to you? Said hello. Very friendly. One of them actually said to me, oh, you know, do the pod and stuff. And he goes, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'd, I don't feel too good about this because a good response would have been, oh, yeah, no, I used to, I used to play down here a couple of games and that. My response? I marched him over to the premiership photo wall and showed him where, <laughs> where my place was. Yes, yes. Pointed out the 2000, what was it, 13 Seacolts coach and the 2017 three or D-grade Pirates. So nothing to impress. You've got a lot to give back to you kids. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Come back down to the club. But no, it was good to get down there again. Oh, good on you, man. I'm really happy Yeah, thanks, thanks. What did you guys get up to? Well, we had a photo shoot, didn't we, boys, on Friday? We did, yeah. It was really good. Uh, had a lot of arguments with Georgia the whole time. The first thing he tried to say is the suburb we were in was had the highest crime rate. And I go, no, it isn't. And then he refused to bet on it. And then he refused to bet that he's five <laughs> foot nine. Uh, what, that's the, what I was oh, would have I was, like, I, well, I was no, taking no, no, that You're bet. five foot seven. He goes, no, 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 I'm five foot nine. And then, I'm five nine. And then, and then I was like, what, with like R.M. Williams heels on? He's like, well, let's not get into the footwear. The let's, whole, hang on a sec, the whole This is day, fake news. This is straight up fake news because I was, I was hey, willing kids. to bet. Kids, I was willing hey, to bet kids, that I was hey, nine. Kids, the whole buddy photo shoot, you two were bickering about things. Duncan, the photographer, and I were just sitting back and going, I wasn't laughing. It wasn't amusing. You two just bickering away in the corner. But you know what was funny? I think this may have all started from the crosswalk incident when Giorgio almost hit the old guy crossing the road. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, Josh, Josh, Josh in the passenger seat. <laughs> go now. <laughs> Uh, all yeah, right. but George, as I said, you're driving. You've got the brakes. Yeah, I know, but it's not It's not good to have someone in the passenger Don't. just like shouting when to go. Georgia, Sorry, how do right, you play? Right. He told me to kill him. <laughs> and George, I've got to come clean. When we did go get a sandwich before the photo shoot, you went off to get a coffee and your buzzer went off before mine did. But I just decided to go and get the, uh, the sandwich because we ordered the, ordered the same thing. No, I assumed that. I just I didn't think it was a problem because it meant when I came back, I got a hot sandwich. Mine was but then you yeah, complained about that. Hey, you said it was too hot. hot. I, burnt, I burned the hell out of my mouth actually. But I'd rather that than a cold sandwich. Hey, I um, a bit of sympathy for like the Kim Kardashians of the world. That photo shoot was exhausting. No, it wasn't. I was so tired from it. And I think we- um, Yeah, but you want to piss or eat or something every time we do anything longer than 10 minutes. I was fine. It's tough for Georgia. It was no, but I, I brought snacks. But I think we should like pay the um, models more. Yeah, you're for the right. Photo shoot. I think they're yeah. They've got like a thousand outfit changes. We had two. Oh, yeah, I know. It, it was, was just that tiring. was a lot, wasn't it? It was so it was tiring. Just tiring. No, thanks, Duncan. It was it was good fun. We did it at the old like a fifty year old squash club for something different because we don't own the rights to our old photos last year. Mm. So we thought we'd um, get a local photographer to help us out, and he was treated to. It's funny guys just yelling at each other and then um, bickering about how short Georgia is. What I did like, five, nine, what I did like is how seven, how this um, five seven how this um, squash not- club was so old that like there was natural light coming through the roof because there's oh, holes yeah. in the roof. It was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Wait, so you are five nine? Yeah. Asterisk. The Premier of WA has resigned as Premier, so there's breaking news here, and we, we've got some exclusive audio. Is that right? We do. Yeah. Um, this is actually his resignation speech. In- to his team. Thank you for chasing this up. Today I'm announcing that I'll be stepping down as Premier and as member for Rockingham. Go and fuck yourself, fellas. <laughs> fucking sick of it! Shove the fucking soul up your ass! Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much. 
Is that oh. Mark saying that? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Mark. Who's fucking sick of it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's pretty good. How'd you get the exclusive audio? That's awesome. Mm. I found it funny. There's never a better place to get a laugh than a press conference. Sure. Whether it's AFL, yeah. NRL, political, you can do the shittest yeah. fucking joke. You bring the house down. And you'll get a great, <laughs> yeah. great, great response. Listen to this. When you made your future, I mean, do you have your eyes on maybe the corporate world, an ambassadorship, maybe a sunrise presenter? <laughs> Bloody sunrise. Replacing Koshi. Um, how do I go replacing Koshi? What do you think? Would I be able to do that? Oh, God. I might become the... I could become the coach of Richmond. There's, there's a few opportunities out there. Um, no, look, I... Um, I, I Oh, we have fun. We have fun, don't we? Someone in his jokes goes, ha! <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. biggest laugh ever. Josh, you would have been in a lot of those press conferences. Giorgio as well with your former work. But are you guys adding to those laughs going, oh. One time, I, I, are you guys I, adding in? You, you catch yourself. I remember one time, I think it was like Nat Fife or someone. It could have been anyone, any any athlete. But they would say something as small as, oh, I thought I thought the press conference was tomorrow. And then all the press, all the <laughs> reporters, oh my God. He's so funny. God. He's an athlete the and a comedian. The package later on's like. And if Nat Fife has everything sorted out on the field, he's still got some things to figure out often. I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh Carla, Fox Sports News. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new laugh track. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite to in here, um, everything we say. Like, shut the fuck up. It's not funny. <laughs> then sad music plays. Yeah. Oh, anything else, guys, to add before we move on? Not at all. No, let's send it. Nutty Bartel Poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Leo. The Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ricciardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. Welcome to the headlines where we go through the weird and wild world of sport from the week. Uh, let's start with Keep AFL. Guys, big weekend for bounce. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. And the AFL oh, yeah. oh, Upsets galore. Upsets crazy. For the first four games, they were all upsets, right? Then you're going towards West Coast thinking like, uh-oh, uh-oh, yes and uh-oh. And then they started pretty well, but then they fell right off. Tips is nightmare this round, guys. <laughs> oh, fuck. I you think were, that's worse than weather chat. Oh, bloody oh, hell. Bloody uh, rest in peace tips this oh, week. Am I right? Well, this is probably our office, so... You did walk in, Gene, you were like, bloody tips. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. You're full of fake news today. Oh, then, you'll do anything that. for a laugh. And then me and Harry go. <laughs> as back to bounce, there was a, some massive highlights and bounce. Firstly, Gazy, bit of a <laughs> slip up. Now, Chief, there, there are certain things when you want to test the limits of what the human capacity is. Uh, having a competition to see who can take the biggest dick, uh, biggest hit. Oh, Gazy. All right, who can take the biggest? That's Australia's best ever basketballer and then the second most goals ever kicked in Jason Dunstall on the same bench talking about dicks. Bounce royalty Mooney, Cam Mooney was in a fight against Bell Chambers. So you know how like, don't you find it ironic that there's all these ex-AFL players and, you know, they're quite clear about how much playing AFL and NRL causes potentially CTE. But then they go for another helping of getting smashed in the head. Punched in the face. <laughs> the absolute face. Yeah. Need a little bit more. So Cam Moody had thir- like 30 kilograms less than uh, Bell Chambers. He looked like fucking Tyson Fury. He yeah. was so huge. When Bell he, Chambers. Yeah, he looked so yeah. big. And then he gets he got knocked out, which you the, know was the sorry, anticipated result. Yeah, Mooney got knocked out third round or something. Third okay. round. Yeah, yeah. And then sideline to collect the blood splatter was the, all his bounce co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all shocked. I felt so sorry for oh. the guys like there's Dicko and Gazy, and they're just like, oh my God, Mooney's been killed. Yeah, pretty scary. Oh, oh my it'd be God. so scary. Seriously, anyone that does those, even those corporate boxing nights. That is such an effort. You know, you're 10 weeks of training and yeah. then expose yourself to go and get punched. You know, boxing's one of those things I could happily go my entire life without ever doing. Who's winning boxing, boxing. out of us three? One more into Not street me. fights. Not me. I'll be the first to say my reach is a lot less than fucking you lanky light posts. Yeah, yeah. but I think eventually, Georgia, we're just going to poke the bear too hard and then you can actually use your muscles and crush our skulls. Just do it in a ring though, Georgia. No, no, no. no, no. no what you need to know is uh, my muscles are only applicable to like perfect Olympic bar-shaped objects. I have no strength in any other area. Opening jars? 
Yeah, can I open a jar? What if it was the world's most tightest, tightly, tightly wound jar in the world? Probably not then. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm not impressed. With that. All right, let's move on. Um, there's a lot of there's a new trend. Players being asked to give their boots away via a sign at games. Now, where does this end? If I got a giant Amos, give me your match payment on my sign. Does he walk up and transfer me $4,000? He has to legally. It's in his contract. <laughs> and they're like bloody cute here. The kid's here on the sideline getting the shoes from Jai Amos. And he's whipped out his OSCO payment and he's transferring 4K to the 11-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you need to have like tiny writing underneath. Can I have your boots? And then he comes, oh, yeah, go on. And then underneath your car. And your first your first <laughs> and bicycle. Your house. One article was about Andrew Demetrio's son got one of the shoes and like Demetrio commented on it. He's the former CEO of the league who in the book Boys Club, they always talk, it talks about how much money he made from business sort of somewhat loosely affiliated with his influence with the league, like millions and millions of dollars. I don't think he needs James Sicily's left boot or whatever um, it was. It was chapter three about you, Josh. Um, And the final thing about Bounce I was thinking about was my quasi-nephew had his fourth birthday on the weekend. He had it at Bounce. I was just wondering, is a missed opportunity for adults is throwing birthday parties at Bounce for 30 to 50-year-olds? I was thinking this, what's the what's the oldest acceptable age to go to that trampolining place? Oh, the trampolining place. I don't know. I, I think you can't go there in track pants and no undies above 20. <laughs> Hang on. Who's, when we went last year to the Real Bounds live recording, the, it, the Real Bounds, whose birthday was closest? I should have put a party hat on. We what, what month did we let's go? Just, oh, so it was March. So. Yeah, let's just say. You. Yeah, okay. Just so it was my birthday party. It was party. your 30th. Yes, we because, because it was my 30th, we left the best home and away game of the season, Carlton Collingwood at the G, to go to my birthday party at Bounce. I just want to see at the end of Bounce on the Sunday when everyone's hung, just thinking about their shit job the next day, and you've just finished watching Bounce after the last round. This week it was Adelaide, Brisbane. Oh, also Josh Rochelle played fantastic. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Our, our mates at Adelaide played oh, great. Oh, yeah. But then you watch this ad that comes on after, if you love Bounce, have your next birthday there. And it's all these testimonials from 50-year-olds being like, we love Bounce. <laughs> oh, well. It's Andrew Gaze <laughs> talking <laughs> about who can take the biggest dick. <laughs> There are free drinks at least in the green room. There were free drinks trying to get the crowd as pissed as possible. It's actually quite a good experience. I, I actually yeah, back it, it in. Great. Oh, you're nothing. Uh, of the week again. We had a couple of submissions. Thank you for everyone that got to us with it. We had a really good one this week. North Melbourne supporters group. You know you're on a good thing when you tell your family that you want to be sent off so in your funeral wearing a North Melbourne football club kangaroos onesie at the end of your life and your one-year-old starts laughing at you. Oh, can one-year-olds laugh? Oh, what? I don't know if that's nuffy because he's aware of how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Oh, well, what? That one-year-olds can laugh. Yeah. Um, Gordon, someone sent in this in. This is on, I believe this is on Twitter. We're nearing Ben Simmons' territory for Harry Mackay right now. So this is on the back of Harry Mackay, the forward from Carlton. Why does he miss like two seasons and refuse to play for the club or something? No, I think it was a Coleman medalist. That, yeah, that, that <laughs> fine. Really? Uh, you know what's one of the most like overused nuffy things to say? is like, when I die, put me in a you know Carlton jersey so they can let me down one last time. Like that is the shittest gag. Yeah, so <laughs> let me down one last time gag. There's so many low-hanging fruit for, like, footy guys. You just see them coming. I laugh my head off when I hear someone say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I like, I get around it. I laugh. No, almost, no, no, it's no, almost no, a secondary no. laugh. Um, so Carlton, obviously, they've had a tough run, and they West Coast obviously doing worse, but their fans fi- are firing up, particularly on 3AW. Um, this is the best one I heard this weekend, and, again, I had to put succession behind it. So you guys can really mm. take in how, how much this means. Yeah, mate. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm at home, I've smashed my TV remote, I've smashed my phone, I've smashed a couple of wine glasses, and I am showing 10 times more passion than these pea hearts that are out on the street. Was that part of the succession music or the call? I was just seeing if that woke you up. (laughs) Matt Rao revealed exactly why he actually eats grass. I uh, just started doing it at the start of this year in the practice match and then leading into the normal games. Um, just kind of um, feeling my surroundings, so I'll 
close my eyes a bit, um, you know, listen, uh, taste some grass, taste, um, feel it, just to get my head in the zone a bit. Just one with the with the ground and, yeah, it makes you feel good. And you're just hoping, I guess, that it's all organic pesticides and there's no <laughs> ramifications later. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about the, the, that stuff before someone actually asked me about it, but I haven't, I haven't dropped off the perch yet, so, yeah. Nah, that's unhinged. For just eating everywhere. Eating grass, that, that is unhinged. Like, one time I get it, you're in the zone, but every week... No, like before, there's, a, there's a screw loose. Before every podcast, I lick the microphone. But <laughs> at the moment, there's grounding issues with the roadcaster technology, <laughs> so I'm getting electrocuted <laughs> a little bit by the microphone. We, we always get to Harry's and he's just fucking deep-throating the microphone. <laughs> but it's always my one. <laughs> yeah, and not the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was actually a good joke, so sorry. <laughs> uh, the other one I had was Jonathan Brown dropping another soccer background, second in two weeks. What's the most impressed about this now? We know he's got a soccer background. He's had 10 kicks today. You're onto something. Groundbreaking. You're bloody onto something with this soccer thing. We never would give out a Nuffy of the Week in. winner, but, I mean, just I just find them funny. Do you guys have any other ones? Uh, no, people don't DM me, which is great. They just DM you, I think, Josh. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. I'm burning. Hot off the press. Welcome to Hot Off The Press, where we have some burning issues to bring up. Uh, the first one was, we found it really funny this week, that there was a big fire in Surrey Hills in Sydney, and they love to do a- Did you find that funny? Is that the funny Is that really funny you found? Uh, no one was injured. I, I actually haven't checked asterisks. The roaming reporter they put out there, whenever they go live in these issues, often it's unnecessary, but they, they really throw the reporter under the bus, because if it's a crowded area like that, you're pushing this guy who's walking backwards around with a big camera in his face, he's- going to get ripped on probably so he went up to the first guy and asked him what he thought of the fire but he did in such a way that the guy just the guy roasts him and he needs to get out of there quickly people here are obviously watching exactly what's happened um what do you think about what's happening behind you i think it's on fire yeah that's very good observation (laughs) (laughs) that would shatter your confidence so bad wouldn't it what are you gonna do from there he had the side eye like he was just like fuck this fucking kid man oh my god i love that so that kid thinking on his feet, he's got a career in journalism. But there's something about reporters because they're you know they're on the run, so I, I, it is tough to come up with things quickly. They often ask like really obvious questions because they want them to speak and describe the scene because it's good TV. There was a guy in a current affair or Channel Seven or something. He ate a bin chicken. Did it taste any good? I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. How are we going to cook it? I just boil it up with fish sauce, something like that. Because he got charged with it. Like I think he was expecting to like deny it. He did. It's actually the second time in two months he's been. <laughs> like caught trying to catch a bin chicken. There's some video of him a couple months ago trying to like get a bin chicken into a bag and people had to stop him. Clearly he's done it again and been caught. <laughs> it's funny because the reporter asks him a question expecting this person coming out of court to say nothing and then he's stumped and he has to keep asking questions he's clearly not prepared for. So he's like, how are you going to cook it? <laughs> I, think it's a gr- um, I think it's a great question, Giorgio. But then he was on, also- On um, toast? Ibis on toast? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um, it's a dessert Ibis. Ibis. Pudding. Um, what about a to duck an Ibis? Like stuff all four birds within one another. Um, yeah. but, oh, I, the last one. I suppose the in, beak in, would allow it to apparently be. Apparently, you know, they asked him why. He said, well, in Queensland, I was able to eat them. And it is legal in Queensland. Really? To so catch just in, and eat an ibis. But they're always sort of mocked as being the bin chicken and dirty. Like, where people. They, they, I, know, I think they're protected in some state, in some states. They, but. Why are you eating this? They literally eat garbage. <laughs> why you, Why yeah. do you want to eat this? Yeah. Chickens are pretty good value. Yeah, it's like, oh, grass-fed, no, no, rubbish yeah. fed. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, but it's weird because, like, we can catch fish and eat it. Why can't mm. we catch a bird? Can you go Can you go down to your local pond, get a duck, and roast a duck? That's a good point. Is that allowed? Giorgio, how far out of the CBD do you think you need to be before <laughs> yeah. you can start just snagging these bin chickens? Because I know they're very nomadic creatures and they're going to where the food is, but if you're – what if you were stuck out there with nothing to eat? Oh, I'd probably eat a bin chicken. Uh, arrested, a court in New South Wales. <laughs> arrested. It's got chicken in the name and I mm. like chicken. And, and bin though. <laughs> that is true. So Prue McSweeney, she's this like terrible person who's on Sky News and she basically just takes uh, angry comments and calls people R words and things like that oh, often. Yes. Pr- and Prue McSweeney sounds like a made up name. But then she tweeted, RIP the amazing Tina Turner. Thank you for the joy you brought us. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's, it's, that was sung by Aretha Franklin. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. 
But the problem is, last week I referenced the NRL campaign that uh, Whitney Houston sung, but it was actually Tina Turner. So I am in the same boat. Oh, no. See, I didn't know yeah. about the campaign, so I wish I Maybe. could have corrected you. But then, um, yeah, then, of course, she passed away. Yeah, she passed away. Mm. So RIP Tina Turner. Also, Sky News had an article the same day that said, Tina Turner dead at 23. Uh, good life. <laughs> it was a good life, wasn't it? Good yeah. Life. Good innings. Yeah, her her peak years in the sixties. She was actually minus forty years old. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, oh, people forget that Georgia. she's one of the be- best minus forty year olds we've had. <laughs> Koshi. Oh God. Uh, R.I.P. Koshi in Sunrise. How's um? Why was how, he still doing it? How's his announcement just being like immediately trumped by McGowan? What in WA? No one in the over east cares about McGowan. Excuse me, Mark. Today was my day. Yeah. <laughs> Koshi sent us some exclusive audio. Oh, no. That uh, he sent it to no. me actually. No shit. How do you keep getting this scoop? Oh, boys. Yeah, have a listen. This is actually, uh, this is what he told me. Again, great work. Hello, Kick It Forward Podcast. This is David Koch. I have decided to quit Sunrise so that I can focus more on important things in life, like the prison bars jersey debate. I am so passionate about that. I oh, love Port that. Adelaide's Go the Bloody Power and Fuck You and Your Team. <laughs> Prison bars for life, fuck you, Eddie Maguire, ha, 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 get one up, you, you cunts. Hotchie out. Oh, my God, you got the exclusive. That's going to go nuts. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I need, yeah, I just sent that to me. I need the email of your your person, your, your contact on the oh, ground. No, oh, no. my God. And he's told, he told fuck Collingwood, and that's going to fire up the prison bars debate yeah, again. Yeah, I know. I know. It's his main uh, passion in life. I, sorry, just before we move on, in case – in case someone thought that was the real David Kosh, I might just asterisk <laughs> That's that. not David yeah. I might oh, just, that ask, oh, yeah, I might just asterisk that um, in case. We can't have a third defamation email in four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Boys, just on that, how funny is this? I'm going to read you two separate articles from David Kosh retiring. Oh, I one, love this. One from the affiliate network he works for and one for a rival network. David Kosh will step away from the Sunrise desk as the longest serving breakfast television host in Australian history, having held the role for 21 years. All right, so that's one. you got to guess which one's which. Beloved Sunrise co-host David Koch has announced his retirement from breakfast show Sunrise after an incredible 21 years on the show. Koshy, as he's affectionately known, has decided to step down from his role, leaving a, behind a legacy that will be cherished by millions of viewers. Okay, that's mm. yeah. I wonder who. So, Georgia, mm. you know, Daily I'm, Mail. I need some waiting. Music. Daily Mail went so hard on him, bringing up every scandal and saga yeah, from his yeah, whole career. Yeah, they're like, oh they're like, Koshy retires. Throwback to the time he completely fucked up on air. Yeah, like all of his riff with the John Howard's wife or something that they haven't solved yeah, yet. Yeah, still, yeah. You know, they, don't talk, they don't talk uh, anymore or something. Yeah. Who cares about talking to John Howard's wife? Yeah, it's fucked. Except for her friends. I hope they talk to her. I remember at the West sometimes they would um I'd see the article, like I'd be reading it, and I'd see the article about the ABC and it'd be like, ABC loses again in ratings. What yeah, yeah. giant fucking losers. <laughs> idiots. idiots, idiots. And then you speak to someone from the ABC and they'd be like, they wrote what? We, did, we didn't yeah, see it. What, what are you talking about? Or the, or the reverse where they're like, dominates again. <laughs> yeah. Go us. I mean, Seven West. <laughs> yeah. But every every single outlet does it. They just like promote their own thing yeah. and then ignore the Oh, should we promote ourselves? No, Every really time we promote it, we get in trouble, Harry. Yeah, yeah. 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 Stop <laughs> promoting us. Asterisk. Guys, I had one here from- um, Oh, you got another one. This cool. is this was a great article headline. Ready for this? Okay, cool. Disgusted shoppers are only just now finding out what microwave popcorn looks like inside the bag before cooking. Corn kernels? Buttering corn kernels. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. How was the outrage? Well, they were disgusted. Yeah, but did you see the article put out by Popcorn? Yeah. They were like, ooh, what a sexy inside of a bag. <laughs> Check out this glow up. <laughs> you and the, the popcorn that he yeah. told you not to worry about. Mm. I don't know what's going on here. Daily Mail must own the competitor to popcorn, which is, of course, corn. Cho- chocolate. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a regular the corn. Other movies. <laughs> <laughs> Just corn. No, they're all. Big the- corn <laughs> own the Daily Mail? <laughs> they're all in the same family, Jeff. I fucking knew it all along. <laughs> NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoffs update. NBA playoff sting. Mm, nothing gong. gets me excited about NBA like a gong. Some pretty dramatic finish with Heat versus Celtics oh. game. Outside that game, the biggest news in NBA at the moment, this referee who has created a Twitter account under a false name called 
Blair Cutliffe. The account's still there if you want to check it. And he's currently being investigated because he's just basically spent years defending his own actions and replying to comments and tweeting. So he's been accused of being like pro Celtics and he just jumps on Twitter and defends himself. But the funny thing is talks in this real like street mode. I'm guessing he's like a white nerdy looking dude. No, he's not, but like he's he's like a 50-something-year-old NBA referee. That shit ain't true. Stop spreading lies. GTFOH, face palm emo- emoji. Um, but, yeah, he's facing penalties because there's a, a rule that refs can't publicly comment on refereeing decisions without prior authorization from the NBA. Just a couple more of these I'll read out. So, yeah, yeah this is obviously on a tweet that's blaming him for decisions. Yeah, blame it on them. GTFOH, man, Denver flat out beat y'all. Guess the Lakers need refs to give them sheer to win. How about stop Joker and Murray? Lakers nation funny as shit. Y'all keep hating. Stop blaming the refs for the C's success, y'all. Can you t- keep talking like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm this, this, uh, well, I know what but the first, gangster. the very first tweet, I scrolled all the way back to this tweet from 2018. He replied to an NBA announcement on Twitter of the selected referees, so the referees that were chosen for the 2018 conference finals, and he replied to it, what an accomplishment. Tough job. Good look, but I will still be yelling at y'all ass. Uh, uh, okay. This, so, this so he's been like, oh, wow, that, that's a tough job. Oh, good luck, but um, I'm George, still going to be shouting at so He's pretending he's like covering his tracks. Just yeah. a fan. Georgia, 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 Georgia. This referee. Why do he need to do this? He's had a lot of like shit from fans saying like, oh, his family are like a Celtics fan. He's he's always officiating Celtics game. That Celtics have this record and he's just like mm. gone on there and spent years defending himself. How did he get caught out? I think someone's linked his email account to the Twitter account. Rookie error. But it's weird though because it's not the most famous NBA situation. This. I think Kevin Durant got caught out for like backing himself up on things or oh, like defending himself. Times. Uh, but the biggest one was Brian Colangelo's wife. So he was the GM of Philadelphia at the time. This um, Italian-American woman was like going into bat but also spraying their own players like Joel Embiid. She's like, if I had a small ladder, I'd slap his ass. And it was like seven or eight different accounts and mm. someone at the ringer had linked them all and realised it was the same account somehow. And it all ended up being true and the GM had to step down from his role because of it because his wife was a bit fiery on Twitter. God, forensics will catch up with everyone. I wonder, I wonder how many un, unnoticed burner accounts there are out there though. How many do you have going, Giorgio's 5'9". Giorgio's 5'9". <laughs> what Josh says isn't true. I've seen him with my own eyes. He's so 5'9", bitch. GTFOH. Y'all got to stop hating. He's 5'9 on this shit. Man, your stories are so fucking long. Okay, you're 5'9 though. I hit it hard, man. Quiet, please. Go. Go. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that fire you up to talk about a bit of golf, guys? New golf sting? Yeah. Capella gongs, I see. Yeah, absolutely. I found the auto-tune function on an audition. That was fun. It's cool, hey? That that song there, by the way, that country song is John Daly's country song. Really? Did, yeah. Did, didn't ask. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> Two different reactions. Interesting. <laughs> We're just talking about John Daly. He's not happy on the PGA, um, the old people tour, whatever they call it, champions tour or something, because the tee boxes aren't flat enough and he's got like some, you know, his legs are swelling up. Anyway, on the Live Golf Tour, Harold Varner third took home the chockies at the Trump National Golf Course in Washington, D.C. Yeah, go Trump, says Josh. And Emiliano Grillo won <laughs> on the PGA Tour at the Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial Golf Course in Texas. Guys, if you want to join this golf course, you got to lay down 100K. Oh, really? If you want, yeah, is that, that's, that's all, says Trump. How much not to play? Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, guys. That's God, so much money. God. So much money. But I, you what know what? It would be harder. Probably getting on the way. Do you reckon they'd still have, like, queues? Do you reckon you'd still be waiting for some idiot in front of you? There are 700 members, okay? So, and I imagine all these members would be, some, like, big dog business people that are hardly there. I reckon you'd easily get on that course. Mm. Easily, yeah. They'd invite guests a lot too and stuff. Yeah. Oh, How hard would it be to just walk on, you reckon? I'd be willing to give it a crack. <laughs> Mate, yeah, I, I, I paid on Tuesday 100, 100K. Yeah I, yeah, I paid last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these oh, are. Oh, this these... is not the Wembley Golf Course. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm so oh, sorry. sorry. Guys, sorry. Uh, the block party, of course, was last week with Michael Block, golf co- uh, coach, taking, uh, well, coming 15th of the PGA Championship and earning himself a spot at the Charles Schwab Challenge over the weekend. How's this, guys? 
Ready for this? Out of 120 players, Michael Block came 120. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what a letdown. Did he retire earlier or something? Is or? Uh, this is the um, like golf coach from last week. Yes. Right? Yes, yes. He missed oh. He missed the cut and had the lowest score at the time of missing the cut. Or the, um, the highest score as his batting golf. Perhaps the lesson was for him to learn this week. That's right, Giorgio. Very deep of you. Hey, guys, I want to talk a bit, you know, go into a little bit of, mix a little bit of the next segment into like this segment, this golf segment. This week's episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Harry, another, another round. Every round is amazing. We had rivalry round last weekend. This week, just friend Yeah, round. they're all mates now. They're yeah. all hanging out. Uh, a lot of big ones this weekend. Flagman will take on Sydney at home. Excited for that one. Also, Essendon take on GWS. A real test of their might, the Bombers. Will they blow up? That could be an eight-point game, Josh. I'm also looking forward to Sunday between West Coast and Collingwood at the MCG. Uh, Pies had in heavy favourites, but the Eagles, they've been feisty lately. West Coast really looking for game experience at the G in case they make finals. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Especially Reed. Like, yeah. Is it too um, crazy to say he's going to play in at least five premierships? Um, yeah, it is crazy. It should be at least ten. Yeah, 10 premierships. And maybe for another team. So, yeah, they head in heavy underdogs, but it should be a big game regardless. And remember, if you want that and more, head to the Neds app today to check out their massive range of AFL markets. Prices subject to change. T's and C's apply. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Okay. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled has got the golf bug guys and I would absolutely recommend jumping onto some of his social media stuff. I mean, if you've seen DJ Khaled's social media in the past, it's complete nonsense. But now golf's involved. It's so good. He's got his whole set of custom irons that are individually named that say like one's called We The Best. DJ Khaled. Yeah, one's called, um, what what else we got here? Bless Up. I liked it. The wedge is called Get The Putter Out. (laughs) I like to think he sprays a shot, um, looks at his caddy and goes, another one. Another, 100% he probably does. Go and have a look at that. He's built a mini course in his backyard and he's even thanked the sport for helping him lose, lose seven kilograms. Um, I don't know how that's possible though, considering he still drives the golf buggy around and smokes cigars. <laughs> Let's golf. Let's golf. Let's golf. Yeah, he's pretty obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I got my golf trip coming up. Let- to Bali. Oh my God. Do you need some lessons before you go? Uh, I wouldn't mind it. I just like, I normally just try and get through the golf bit and then enjoy the rest. Do they make clubs that are like 19 feet long for you? Uh, yeah. So how tall are you? 5'7", so about your height. Breakups, hookups, scandals. We know your darkest secrets. Sports. Gossip. Sports. Gossip. Finally, you know, stop talking about Boring sports like <laughs> AFL, uh, bloody. What else did we talk about today? Basketball, <laughs> sticking old man sticking ball golf. Got some union coming up. Who wants to hear about that? Yeah, union. That'd be great, actually. That'd be great. <laughs> Guys, pop a bottle of champagne and cheers to the bloody celeb fest at the richest race in F1 Monaco. Over the weekend, uh, the super yachts were all in town. Guys, hey, if you want to uh, perch up. Trackside on your super yacht, you're looking at paying up to $165,000 for the weekend. Seems like cheap. Which is actually cheap compared to what those things are worth and the, and the worth uh, of the people that own them. That's almost two golf memberships at Colonial. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah it is. You, you could do a bit of a number to your bank account with a round of golf at Colonial and then a little spot at Monaco. A mate of mine went to Monaco once with a friend and the other friend was a millionaire and they invited him on his yacht and he decided, oh, I'll get the first round because it was like $20,000 to fuel the super yacht. So oh. when they got to the pub, he got him the first round. Even. It's the it's about a, it's the gesture, isn't it? Well, the beers were 20 bucks age. Yeah, he would have been like, oh, God. can you guys transfer me actually? I know I said I'd offer, but these beers were 20 bucks yeah, each. Um, For a Heineken, you don't <laughs> want to be doing that. So what's been happening in Monaco? Guys, name a celeb. They were there. Uh, name a, literally name any celeb. They were there. Gerard Butler. Probably. Kylie Ding. Minogue. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a funeral there. She'd be there. Oh, wait, no, no. Oh, I was thinking Whitney Houston. Tina Turner's funeral instead of singing the national anthem. Tom Holland. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, you're actually listing them. Spidey okay. man, yeah. Orlando Bloom. Neymar, you guys might be familiar with. Mm. Oh, how about James Marston just basking in the glory of jury duty? I love that. Yeah. He's back in the scene. Uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas and wife Catherine Zeta-Jones was there as well. 
dips beneath the lasers. The lasers. <laughs> yeah, she does. Guys, Matt Verstappen uh, notched up his 39th career victory in the process surpassing Sebastian Vettel for the most race wins by a Red Bull driver. But things did get pretty interesting at Monaco. Typically, it's a pretty boring race. You know, it's a straight circuit. Very it's hard tight. to overtake, right? The, yeah, the winner is usually who qualifies first. It did happen again. But it rained, started raining with about 20 or 30 laps to go. Made a very interesting car sliding all over the place. But the highlight for me happened before the race even started with uh, Martin Brundle producing uh, plenty of awkward moments during the grid walk. So his first question to a couple of fans didn't go so well. Who are you cheering for? Who, who, who do you want to win today? Who do you want to win today? I cannot understand. Uh, don't worry, don't worry. Who are you cheering for? Yeah, I know. I've got to pick a grandstand full of. Nice to see you. Right. 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 Okay. <laughs> oh. So, what, Brundle? Yeah, he's just stopped himself. But so he's picked the people that don't speak any English. And I don't know why, but it's so noisy at Formula One races. Oh, like, turn it down. What the hell? What? I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, he then tried to have a chat to Red Bull boss Christian Horner, but was first intercepted by a Red Bull mechanic. And uh, we've got a... Sorry, mate. No, uh-uh. I'm going to go and fucking shit, dude. Uh, you're nine. We're nine. Uh, we're nine. Christian. Hey, mate. Yeah, sorry for the language there, everybody. Um, <laughs> Christian, right. You got- what did he say, though? Something fucking shit. He's like, I'm going to get in fucking shit here, mate. I'm going to get in fucking shit here, mate. And then Horner's like, hey, hey, Brundle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, just come awesome. one foot to the left. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, Brundle just walked past him. Who, who um, wins out of a roam off between Martin Brundle and... Brian Taylor. I've oh, been through this. Brundle for sure. Yeah, Brundle. Bigger distance. Can I actually – one thing that uh, that um, catches my attention as well, this is quite a visual thing if you can picture it. Brundle did an early grid walk where he's walking through the grid. No cars were there yet. It was very quiet on the grid. There were two photographers in front of his walking path and about 10 metres either side of them. He decided to start warming up for his grid walk by splitting the gap between the two <laughs> photographers. He had to go, excuse me, and shimmy through them, even though there was so much space. Anyway, my favourite Brundle moment from the weekend was when he got hit on by 89-year-old photographer Connie Albuquerque. So she's been taking photos at Monaco since she was 15 years old and thought that it's never too late to get your risen. What is your first name? My name's Martin. What is your name? Claudia Albuquerque. I admire you and everything that you're doing. You're doing fantastic. <laughs> okay. Lovely to talk to you. See, see you through the weekend. Yes, over the weekend. And good luck for all your teams. Yeah, and you. You need my card. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Have you cracking, Mark Riz Brundle? Oh my god! Yeah, he's still got it. Thanks to uh, Luke Driscoll for submitting that audio. Wait, wait. So she's been photographing him for eighty years or whatever, but uh, doesn't know a world champion when she sees one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> also, he's been there for fifty years. Yeah, and doesn't know the photographer. Oh my god! I mean, god. a little bit different. But guys, one really funny thing from the race was uh, actually in the practice sessions. Now, Mercedes, as I mentioned last week had some upgrades to their car for this race, specifically some modifications to the under, underneath, underside. So teams try and keep this a secret, but then Lewis Hamilton crashes in the practice race and the car was hoisted up by a crane for the whole world to see the under, um, underneath of it. Toto Wolf was not impressed. He said, actually, Josh, on the run sheet, there's, a, there's the script here for what Toto Wolf said. Do you mind just reading this out? They are all from Cirque du Soleil. Their car hangs straight. Ours is reared down. No, Mikey, no. What was the... And everyone's taking photos and uh, they can study the, un- yeah, study they can study the, the uh, aerodynamics. Yeah, That's uh, a good education piece. wonder Thank what you. was yeah. there. I wonder what they could see. Was it like a... Um- it looked like the bottom of a Formula One car to me, but I'm no <laughs> yeah. um, aerodynamic specialist. Maybe they put one of those cards that make the wheel go... And like that made it sound faster and scare the other drivers. I actually I think like, they did do that. I'll have a look at the yeah. photo. I'll have a look at the photo. Are you guys oh, maybe they just fixed the roof lining. Ah, roof lining. <laughs> it makes it hell fast. Do you guys ever want to go to Monaco GP? Do you think it'd be fun? Yeah, when are we going? Well, you can't organise it can yet. We, can we use your boat, Georgia? My boat? <laughs> yeah, does it fit in that marina or is it too big? Too big. Oh, damn it. Damn. Yeah, I've got the Willenius Wilhelmson. Oh, you familiar awesome. with that? Yeah. yeah, I tried to book a spot, but. Uh, moving on. They were the headlines, guys. Short one today. We've got a very good interview with Mac Hansen. Guys, had you, were you guys aware of this guy's story prior to me going, hey, we should get Mac Hansen on the pod? No, I wasn't. No, not prior to you saying who he was. Well, when I went to 
to DM him, hey, mate, do you want to come on the pod? I didn't realise he actually already followed us, which is a real big leg up when you're trying to slide into some DMs. Thank you, Mac, and hello, Mac. And the more I read about him, the more I was like, wow, this is interesting. Have you ever had a coach of whether what whatever level it is tell you, hey, you're not good enough? Don't make me talk about this. <laughs> it's my podcast coach, Josh Garlop. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, weekly sorry. Josh. No. Well, Mac didn't actually have that in any sort of way. He was a professional rugby player, but at one point a couple of years ago, three years ago, he decided – Oh, I might go play for Ireland. And it was really weird how it came about. And now he's playing on the best team in the world and potentially is going to face off against Australia in the World Cup. Are you guys excited? Roll the tape. Oh, damn it. We love a sporting fairy tale. Like Richmond's Marley and Pickett from jail to debuting in a winning grand final for Richmond. That's it. A 4-3-60 in slow motion. Or John Starks from bagging groceries to NBA stardom with the New York Knicks. Can Barron turned Irish superstar Mac Hansen is a new rags to riches icon. Oh, Mac Hansen! Mac Hansen! High alive was Mac Hansen on a second cap for Ireland. The former Brumby is now the starting winger for the best international rugby side in the world, Ireland. Congratulations, you're a Grand Slam champion. How does it feel? Uh, I'm going to find it very hard not to swear this week. It is unbelievable. A far cry from three years ago, when the down on his luck barfly sinking beer after beer was saved by a kind-hearted bartender turned mate, Jackson Friend, who happened to be the son of Connacht coach Andy Friend, just the lifeline Hanson needed. I was at Brumbies for about five or six years. Towards my last season, started to play a little bit more and... and kind of got the attention of Friendy and some of the guys over here. So I talked to him and within about like two weeks, I think I pretty much said like, yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm keen to go. Um, and then I started playing well. Uh, Brum coach kind of came up to me and he was like, oh, you know, we'll get we'll get conversations going about contracts soon. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm signed. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, uh, I'm actually off to Galway. And he was a little bit shitty at me, but, uh, you know, I was just kind of, I wanted something new. I felt I needed something a little bit different. So, oh, that's, it's not that crazy. <laughs> hey, Matt, can you just make the intro a little sadder? All the articles I read said you were basically nothing in Oz, but you just said you were playing for about six years professionally and then just got better and was offered a contract in Ireland. That sounds good. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> yeah, it was a really tough time. I probably had like seven or eight pints. I mean, I was a professional rugby player in Canberra. I was at the end of the bar thinking, oh, God, what's next? And then uh, randomly this guy was like, hey, do you want to play for my dad in Ireland? I was like, yeah, okay. Perfect. Depressing. Okay, it's not like rags to riches. And even the other examples have a heap of mayor on them. It just happened that I was good mates with Friendy's son back in Canberra. And that's how the kind of story ran, ran away a bit that his son's the one that told him to sign me and shit like that was... A little bit of mayo on that, but... How often were you at this pub? Because, like, some of the articles I read, they make you out as a bar fly, like you're in the end of the bar, just sort of head in hand. <laughs> uh, probably not far off, to be honest. I was at that bar a fair bit. Not not always on my own, thankfully, so... No, there's at least two of us. Hanson's story is still astonishing. Friend offered Mac a gig with Connacht, a side competing in the United Rugby Championship, a 16-team comp across Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Italy, and South Africa. He was eligible to play because his mum was from Cork. That, coupled with a run of form, opened up a perfect opportunity in Galway, and then soon after, a national side debut. Start off with Mac Hansen, then Jerry. I, I feel like nobody saw this coming, did you? Uh, I didn't I didn't anticipate him being being, being selected to start. Uh, his form has been exceptional for Connacht and Connacht have been playing really really good rugby so I as like I've always thought that you know I could I could do it and then but for me it was more like I just wanted to do something new try something out um kind of I didn't ex- I knew that I had like an Irish background uh, behind me so I could you know play for Ireland if I wanted to um but like I didn't think it'd be happening this quick I kind of just came over on as I said yeah just to just have a bit of fun experience new uh experiences and I was just lucky enough that just turned out well. Hansen's after it. He got up very, very early. Oh, he's hit the ground running. Mac Hansen steps inside. Can he make it all the way? Three or four Bulls players, and none of them can lay a glove on Mac Hansen. Goodness me. That is an unbelievable way to open your try scoring account for 
Ireland is ranked number one of the world and recently claimed a grand slam for the Six Nations. The Six Nations are a massive deal here. So it's like, if there was if there was a World Cup in AFL, like you, you guys beating Ireland three times in a row or something like that. So they win in all three games of origin or, you know, it's up there with the World Cup and it's, it happens every year and everybody gets psyched. Uh, so talk about hostile crowds like going over in Wales and whatnot and everybody's been drinking since like eight in the morning the, the day before and like everybody's just ripping into you the whole time. So you're going to win all five games and it creates a great atmosphere and it's really cool and yeah, it doesn't happen very often. His rapid rise to prominence in the national lineup sees him a chance to be selected for Ireland in a World Cup year, meaning he could be headed to France on the top team to face off against the world, including Australia. I, I remember going into my under-20s camp with Oz. I fucking hated it. So I, I just... I, it wasn't anything to do with them. It was just like, it was just such a school camp setup, sort of. Felt like if we weren't training, we'd have meetings and like there was very little time to yourself. Being in the Irish camp, they really nailed that. At when, when we're working, we're working and then when it's time to have a break, um, you can really switch off and just, just relax for a bit. We're always talking about, you know, being yourself and I feel like most people, if not all, can, can really be themselves around that group, which is handy enough, you know, like, I feel like you can kind of walk into big groups like that and, be a bit sheepish and can be a little bit of a punish, um, but it doesn't feel like that at all. Um, yeah, everybody's walking in and just having a good time. Like, there's always smiles on people's faces. Performing on the field, random tattoos, funny interviews. I haven't played at Murrayfield yet, so fingers crossed I can make that. Oh, fuck. Oh, pardon, pardon, pardon. Okay, well, apologies to the language there. Congratulations, Matt. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Such good lads in the team. It's you know, just full credit to the boys. You know, I'll throw that cliche in there. The whole, like, since I was, like, 15, they actually started doing media training pretty, like, early on. And that was, like, one of the main things that, like, don't say, you know, full credit to the boys or because everybody always hears that. So I always try to, like, slip that in whenever I can. I think it's, I think it's a great one. Um, and changing facial hair has seen him become a bit of a cult figure. I use it as, like, a real source of luck, facial hair. always have... Like, as, as soon as I could grow a mo, I always felt I played better when I had, like, my, my moustache. I think having wacky facial hair makes me, I don't know, I feel like I play better. I don't know if it takes a bit of the limelight off me and people are talking more about my mutton chops than the way I'm actually playing footy. Um, are you superstitious other than your um, mo and stuff, mate? Like, you, it sounds like you have a little superstitions, like a lot of people do in sport. Yeah, a little bit. I've, I've actually really cut back on it. I used to have, have um, I used to have a shitload. So, like, I'd have to wear my socks to the game day. I'd have to have the same breakfast. Um, I'd have to be first out and first in, like, from the, from the warm-up. I'd, I'd eat half an apple as well. Like, I just had all this weird shit. And then I found, like, people started, like, stealing my apples because they, they knew that it would, like, fuck with my head throughout the game. So I, I really tried to cut them down. For... Despite his cool demeanour, there's a tense few months ahead for Hansen as selection for France is imminent. I, I haven't thought about it too much, to be honest. I'm just trying to get there, get to the squad. Um, so uh, there's still like a couple cuts to be made and whatnot. So uh, I just got to kind of put head down and uh, train well and I guess get in the squad. And then once that happens, uh, I think I'll be able to look back at that a lot more. So um, fingers crossed. Um, but like once I'm, I'm there and I'm in France, then I reckon I'll be able to enjoy it a little bit more. Like the next couple of weeks are going to be a bit of bit anxious and you know waiting to see if we can make it there or not. So if you do tune into the World Cup in September, give the Wallabies a cheer, but full credit to Matt. With the advantage, Hansen! Oh! What a beauty! Mac Hansen! He can do no wrong! Yeah, speaking of, of basketball, I was saying um, my cousin and your brother played together and I was like, oh cool, He's, his brother's Tom Gallup. I used to go watch them all. Oh geez, he must have cut out there. Josh Gallup reporting. Oh. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. Bad boys, bad boys. Really, really exciting news, guys. We've got our first sponsor for Harry's Big House. Oh. Yeah, they've got a, we've got a commercial made for them and everything. Is Bullshit. it Nike uh, or Google? A similarly um, powered institution. Hit the commercial. Harry's Big House is proudly brought to you by Harry's Big House. Order, order. Did your mate completely dog you? Did they hit and run your car and not come clean? Did they not buy you a birthday gift? Did they kiss your mum or your dad? 
Did they come to the pub with you, not buy a single round, then double-dacked you in front of everyone before roundhouse kicking you in the face and saying, oh my God, why are you naked? Stop crying. I only kicked you in the head, you loser. Order. If anything like this happened to you, then send it in to kickitforwardmailbag at gmail.com and we'll lock them up forever in Harry's big house. Order. Better than the AG1 read. Oh, come on, guys. They're supporting the pod. We need to take it easy on the sponsors. Sponsors. Seriously. They've supported me. We love the sponsors. But in saying that, I love AG1. In saying that, Giorgio, have you understood how much my life has improved since getting on AG1? (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, you know, I have uh, the energy... That I need to make this podcast. Fuck! If you read that, guys, read that read, it would have gone for <laughs> yeah, seven minutes, thirty minutes. One day we're going to get a, a sponsor that actually has a good chunk of money, and then you, you dumb idiots, are going to say something stupid, and they go, "Oh no, I don't really appreciate us. We're going to leave." They're like, "Oh, we might defame you. Actually, that's defamation." Yeah. Like, oh fuck! We keep doing it. Order, order, order. <laughs> this one comes in from Tane Cotter, guys. Tane Cotter. Hi, Harry. Giorgio and Julian Stoop's apprentice. Oh. <laughs> Two months have passed since I have been owed payments from a friend. <gasps> Some friends and I hired a charter bus to take us to and from a four-day music festival. It cost $120 each for the bus, which a month prior to the event, this so-called friend said, yeah, please see a screenshot of chat below. Yes, we can see the evidence. When organising the bus, I have taken his message on board and have included him on the bus. However, order. He ended up driving with his girlfriend to the event and is still yet to transfer me the $120 two months later, which has resulted me in me being out of pocket for organising the whole bus trip with the bus company and, and I don't feel like that's fair. By the time he said he wasn't coming on the bus, which was a few days prior to the event, we couldn't find an extra person to come on the bus. If we added more than the originally planned people to come on the bus, I would have had to transfer or give them a few dollars back to all the other people on the bus to make sure it's fair and that I wasn't profiting off booking this bus as I would then look like a greedy arsehole. Oh, my God. Or duh. Please note, we had 27 people on this bus. Uh, and also note, this friend also asked for $50 worth of something during the event and is still yet to pay up for that as well. <laughs> so all up, it's 170 bucks. <laughs> I have reminded him a few hmm. times during this two-month period with no success. So I come to you, Harry, to sort out this case. Regards, Tane. Jesus, so that's this, a lot of curly wellies for yeah. 50 bucks. So this – I know. <laughs> <laughs> this, I've also got my theories. But the um, – guys, 120 bucks plus the 50. This guy – yeah, what do, you, what do you think? What do you think? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. The wheels on the bus and the wheels of justice both go round and round. <laughs> nice. but. Guilty, I say. I think like whenever you're being the guy to organise the big event and you're, you know, I'm going to take the cop the big investment, mm. there's always one person who's like, oh, get over it. It's just be money. But in reality, yeah. this person. The least gosh. you can do is like pay the guy trying to organise fun for everyone the money that he's yeah. short. Mm. Yeah, very interesting case. And he's yes. with his girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And, and to tell you what, better to be under the fun than under the thumb. Yeah. Or oh. under the bus. Seriously. That would have been Yeah, better. you don't want to be in, in front of the bus, do you? First of all, on behalf of everyone, um, thanks to Tane. <laughs> thanks to Tane for organising this bus. It's <laughs> order, order. Sorry, it's Tane, a, this goes to you. It's a lot of extra admin. <laughs> and it's cases like this that unfortunately lead to risk. The risk of being down because you initially fork out your own money. I do believe that the person who assumes this risk should also benefit if there is a small amount of profit. However, this profit should be shared amongst the crew that were also on the bus in the uh, form of maybe the odd drink purchase here and there, you know. Or something else. You know, if you might. <laughs> Tane's mate. Should we call him Dane, guys, to make, it th- make things easier? Tane and Dane, yeah. Wouldn't that be ironic? <sighs> Certainly would, order. Not so great, Dane. <laughs> order! Sorry, sorry. Order! Continue. Dane, you've been charged with poor and or complete lack of communication skills resulting in financial loss to your good friend, Tane, to the sum of $120. The additional $50 mentioned in the case, which I can only assume was the uh, uh, said Kelly Willies by Josh or Festival Merchandise, will be considered. However, it's rather interesting that you toe the line of incriminating yourself when submitting this email. <laughs> Interestingly... 
<laughs> but it's interesting. But okay, considering Harry's Big House follows the Dog Act of 1976, of course, and not the traditional punishments used by other less important courts of law. Dane, you're guilty. You, you start out guilty. Tane, the first order of business is retrieving the funds you are owed. I'm not sure how you've gone about reminding Dane about the owed money, but I hope you've not just said it verbally. This is really important. Please ensure it goes in writing. Even though one of the worst feelings is forking out cash for a service you didn't receive, the feeling of being in debt to your mate is even worse. Here, here, say the courtroom. Here, here. If it's put in writing, then say Fucking say it, George. Oh, here, here. That's it. You're losing your curly with us. <laughs> Go on. If it's put in writing, then your friend has two options. Respond with it. Yeah, no dramas. I'll send it through now. Sorry for the delay, Tane. Or they can open up a dialogue of civil conversation and present reasons as to why they should not pay. But the bottom line is I'm pretty sure guilty, paying the money back. Terrible communication. But the damages caused though. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I'll be referring to Dustin Aylmore's inconvenient tasks for punishments. These were mentioned in last week's episode. Oh, cool. Yeah, Tane's mates. According to section 3.101, you must watch each of the movies. I, one, Legally Blonde one, and two, Legally Blonde two. You must refrain, remain fully focused, watching and listening to each movie for the full duration. You must watch each movie without taking any breaks except for one toilet break of up to one, two mins if you urinate, five mins if you must evacuate your bowels. You must pause the movie if you go to the toilet and you must provide Tane with an original audio or video summary of each movie. Case closed. Another great case. My only issue with it would probably be uh, if he's like, no, I didn't even get on the bus. I don't owe you shit. Yeah, this is why it's really, really tricky. But I just, I don't know. You know when you're reminding someone of a, uh, a debt? Mm. In verbally, where's that? How's that going to work? You mm. go, oh, by the way, you know that 50 bucks again. Maybe the second or third time. But with someone who's really not interested in paying, put it in writing. It's going to be a test of the friendship. Mm. And that's what we're going to have to do here at Harry's Big House. Tell you what. It's a small price to pay to save the friendship. Yeah, mm. that's the thing. So is is Dane going to kick up a stink about this and, you know, go on about, no, I don't know. Or is he going to go, yep, all right, I effed up. <laughs> Consider that friendship tainted. Yeah, or mm. dainted. Oh, oh, another one. Dear Muscles. superstars. Cold regard. Plenty of emails this week. Not too many DMs. Oh, I might have ignored them. Guys, we're trialling a voicemail this week. 0426 071296. That is the voicemail number. Leave a message after the tone <laughs> and you'll be played on the podcast. Also, kick it forward mailbag at gmail.com. I know that a lot of you have struggled to find that, so I thought maybe the voicemail would be easier for you guys. Um, don't text me because I will not reply. <laughs> Callum via email and not DM. Hi, guys. Uh, I'd like to raise an issue that's been playing on my mind since discovering the podcast a few weeks ago, namely the pod artwork and how does it how it does Harry and Giorgio a major disservice while being a massively flattering depiction of Josh. I'd like to know more about who commissioned the artwork and if it's... It's who I suspect then I'd be interested to know where the case sits in relation to the Dog Act of 1976. Cheers, love your work. Interesting. Uh, I think it was you drew it, did you, Harry? Uh, no, this is a great email. Um, first of all, <laughs> I wonder who they suspect. Um, but well, you because you could looks no because like you didn't obviously draw it. But the no. I don't really care how I look. I really Except care. if there's a potential suitor that's looking at this and going, oh, no, I wouldn't want to Who's date the zombie? That. Who's, Who's that the idiot zombie? Then it's, maybe it's an issue. It's funny. I never had a problem with it when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's pretty good until it was released. And everyone's like, you look like shit, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, maybe I do. I, I looked at it. I was like, oh, God, I look terrible. Look, my hair's all out. Oh, my, my, you know when your jaw's too square? It. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's so <laughs> annoying. Yeah. No, I commissioned it from Schmidt, which is a um, – uh, an artist from WA. He did Josh Kennedy's uh, 700th or 800th goal. What was it last year that he did? Josh oh, with Kennedy. the sausage? Uh, the mural. No, no, he did the T-shirt oh, for the club. Next one from Sean. High hot hands, big wheels and squirt. For our footy tipping comp, the loser has to pose as the naked model for the nude painting at the local hotel in Fremantle. Best part is that half of the people in the comp were not aware of this when they joined, including my mate's dad, who is currently in last place. <laughs> Let's just say if he loses, we'll need to call up the local, make sure they have enough paint, if you know what I mean. Nah, I don't. What? Cock. Cheers, Sean. Sent via Nintendo DS Picto Chat. That's good. That, He's that's got good. one of those giant... 
dad dicks they've been planned for. Oh, like, those geez, we're going to have to get A zero paper. What's it with what's with dad dicks? Those are huge dicks. <laughs> I can't wait to have stop to saying dad dick. dick. Oh my god, well, that's really good it, punishment. Uh, well, that is, we'll of be, course, we'll be painting that night, won't we? <laughs> what a cool we're idea because we, we we had a lot of feedback for the um the fantasy punishments. I think that's a really funny one. The local a great pub. In South Fremantle. Do you reckon you can choose your own pose if you're naked? Like, could you just brown eye everyone and get one up over people? Just lie on your back. It's just a really boring photo. Guys, yeah, then on. you'd be like smushing your dick into the like pub floor though. I don't know. I don't know if that's but you're it. on your back. Oh, on your back. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought you meant on your front. I'm so, I'm so glad you guys have worked out worked that <laughs> out. Guys, Ollie Baden has some uh, more fantasy punishments for us uh, for his NBA fantasy comp. This one actually came up last year. It's a great one, though. Loser had to spend 20, a full 24 hours straight in 24-7 Maccas but could reduce the punishment time by one hour for every cheeseburger eaten. And then this second one's great. Loser had to have a professional spray tan once a week for a month. Punishment rules were that he wasn't allowed to tell people at work why he was getting progressively more orange every Monday. One of the other guys in the league worked in the same office to enforce. Pretty good gags in my humble opinion. Regards, Ollie. That's hilarious if they actually stuck to it, if you didn't tell anyone. This is a great one. We need to bring this punishment somehow into here. I know it will be worse for you, Josh, because I'm beautifully tanned. Almost olive, but... Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> but what do you what do you think? I think it's a really good one. It's 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 good that he's got the friend at work, so he can't pull someone aside and goes, "Look, all right, it's I like a fantasy punishment." Winner of last week's legend off gets to pick who has to go get a spray tan. Uh, oh god! Oh, winner of last week's. Oh, you, you won. Have you ever been? Oh, have you ever, I win? Hey, Giorgio, you know you're on this podcast. <laughs> oh, the legend off the the questionnaire. <laughs> also on that Macca's one, I'd love to know. I'd love to hear from someone that's actually done it and I want to know how they've actually gone about I, I, getting I could, it. I could easily do that one. You know what? Everyone says, oh, I could easily eat 30 fucking cheeseburgs in six I reckon hours. the guy that It could, would be a lot harder than you think. I reckon the guy that could handle a peg on his ear for a sketch last Wednesday. Oh, spare me. Uh, uh, can we Next just really email. Just no, no. Okay, let's, let's we, talk we about this. We did a video about the NBA playoffs, like the last minute of every game takes ages and telling someone, oh, it's just a minute. And we didn't have earrings, so we- got George to put pegs on his ears and it was an ordeal. You were, it was cutting off circulation. You were worried about gangrene. I have sensitive lobes. <laughs> gangrene. It hurts. Um, Tom, this is all the way from the UK. <laughs> Wunderbar, my friend. Welcome to Russia. Howdy, partner. Asian one. International Welcome to International Mail. This week we're coming all the way from the UK. Tom with an H em, uh, messaged in. All right, guys, just finished listening to the latest pod and I and it mentioned that you're almost up to 10K listeners now. I reckon many of them are UK-based who know literally nothing about sport. Somehow you guys managed to make sports-based pod entertaining for people like me. Thought you might appreciate the sentiment that a total sports noob finds himself cracking mm. up. Anyway, cheers and go Eagles. I Googled it and went with my heart. Wrong decision. Wrong decision. Tom. Uh, no, no. This is like stuff, a, Tom. This is a great um, kind of marketing campaign for our – we could spruik this to the world, guys. Tourism no, WA, jump on, please. You, you don't – no, you don't have to like sport to like this pod. We've got segments like Harry's Big House. And you don't need to be in Australia. Nuffy of the week. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Great investigations that are interesting for everyone. Just quickly here, we had an audio submission as well. So this is from Dan and he found it quite funny last week when we were describing different ways of pissing uh, and things like that. So from this point on, we're mostly talking about piss. Okay, a bit of a Brad Hollis level coincidence here. I showed my girlfriend the clip of you guys discussing the piss stances last night. Then we were at the beach this morning walking on these rocks and this little kid just walked onto the rocks and just pulled his pants down and started pissing in the ocean kindergarten style. Very, very assertive. I, he heard me go, what the hell? He just looked at me and just let it rip. Mm, dominance <laughs> from a kindergartner. Yeah, bright future, that kid. Bright Thank you, Dan, for the email. Future. <laughs> Legendary pisser. Paddy McGarrigal, a.k.a. Claudia. Uh, he emailed last week and said, thanks for calling me Claudia on the pod by accident. Now my name in the group chat has been changed to this. Here's the Spider-Man at the MCG. So he's sending a photo of a man, um, one hand on the wall like a spider. So hand not completely <laughs> yeah, flat, yeah, yeah. just uh, sitting there. And he said it's quite dominant at the MCG halftime amongst a very crowded urinal above his head, potentially Peter Parker. 
Okay, but hang on a sec. Let's talk about the accident. How did this happen? Yeah, so last week you guys accidentally read out there was a, a labelling issue and... No, it, it said Claudia. No, no. So you read the next one as Claudia thinking it was a, it was him, but it was really his was then the last was one. written lo- All right. wrong. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for correcting us, Claudia. So. Yeah, Cheers, Claudia. Cloud. Have a good one. The, other, the real Claudia message too. She was saying, hey, guys, you got me wrong. I'm happy you I'm read not, it out. I'm not though. called Patty. Sam Hallibone, hi, gangly freak Mario and Basil the mouse detective. I'm wondering if it's socially acceptable to rip a massive fart at the urinal. I was at the MCG on Saturday night watching Demons v Dockers and a guy at the urinals near me unleashed a long and squeaky bum tooth. <laughs> it was, is it kosher or bad urinal etiquette? He also appeared to have both hands preoccupied, so possibly this was his way of exerting dominance instead of planting his dukes firmly on his hips or the wall. <laughs> Sincerely yours, Sam Hallibone. So we've gone from no hands to two hands firmly on the snake. That's right. <laughs> this, this to is, letting rip this a is massive wonderful. fart. Sam, yeah, I reckon approved. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where quite, else are you supposed to do it? Quite often, you know. In the seat. The, the, act, of, the act of releasing urine out of the said penis is, um, <laughs> is very necessary sometimes to let the clench go. And there's going to be a squeak coming out. I, I find if you do do a fart, there's no better for a communal laugh than an older boy farting go, oop, and looking around. <laughs> and everyone sort of giggles, goes, yep, fart. <laughs> nice. Fart. Someone should be in there ringing the fart bell. Fart bell, fart we got bell. a fart near. <laughs> Someone needs to go to the uh, Optus Stadium and screw in a bell and just a little plaque above that says fart bell. It's just like <laughs> fart bell. That way we're not shaming it, you know? Fart sign. Yep, did one. Yeah. It's okay beer. to fart. Hey. <laughs> It's all right to fart. If they have any beers. Just a little quick one as well. We had Heath Shaw randomly correspond with our pod. We had a lot of people messaging Guardiola. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Pep Guardiola, the Man City coach, saying, I don't think there'll be many uh, beers left in Man City. We will drink them all or something like that. So people saying, oh, that was Harry. Also someone messaged in (laughs) because there was a Triple M article saying that Heath Shaw commented on the former uh, Collingwood player and GWS player saying, with Toby Green's mates in towns after the Giants' famous win, they'll bloody drink the place dry and people sent us that in we we shared it and he sure randomly commented on it being like awesome also added to the fact it was a good win we're like okay Heath sure um no no Heath, i don't think you understand harry's drinking the place dry <laughs> i think i replied like we had a similar situation at optus stadium where yeah. ha- our mate harry drank all the beer <laughs> and he goes yeah that'll happen mate yeah love your work Heath. great yeah. work getting around it the run pack sorry the sorry anywhere i go you have no beers left yeah Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. That's pretty much everything, unless you had any other late correspondence. Nah, let's nah, wrap nah. this shit up. <laughs> According to every listener, this podcast sucks. <laughs> so let's stop. This uh, shit heap of a podcast. <laughs> Toodaloo, boys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks to Mac Hans. Remember to review the podcast. If you do, it helps us so much. And have a fantastic weekend. Kick it forward. Yeah, my-